Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to J cim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. <clears throat> On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 8, The Journey Back, with Section 4, <clears throat> The Holy Encounter. And uh, at the top of the hour, we'll pause to remember the lessons for the day, Lesson 89, um, which recaps Lesson 77, I Am Entitled to Miracles, and Lesson 78, Let Miracles Replace All Grievances. And that will be led by Fran again this morning. Thank you, Brad. Okay, let me ask. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you, Laurie. Do you have a poem you'd like to offer by way of opening? Well, I really do. I'm so perfect for the day. <clears throat> it's a poem by Ganga White, and it's called "What If." What if our religion was each other? If our practice was life? If prayer was our words? What if the temple was the earth? If forests were our church? If holy water, the rivers, lakes, and oceans? What if meditation was our relationships? If the teacher was life? If wisdom was self-knowledge? If love was the center of our being. I'm entitled to miracles. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lori. Amen. That was lovely. Who is the author of that? Ganga, G-A-N-G-A, White. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Lori. Um, okay, for with us <laughs> with us in reading today, I have Fran, Robin Marie, Lori, and Karen. 
uh, with us. And listening, I have Kristen, Harrison, and Lana. Uh, is there anyone else who's joined us who would like to say good morning? Or join either the join the reading one? Okay. Alrighty then. Well, I will get us started then with the reading in Chapter 8, The Journey Back, Section 4, The Holy Encounter. Glory be to God in the highest and to you because he has so willed it. Ask and it shall be given you because it has already been given. Ask for light and learn that you are light. If you want understanding and enlightenment, you will learn it because your will to learn it is your decision to listen to the teacher who knows of light and can therefore teach it to you. There is no limit on your lear- there is no limit on your learning because there is no limit on your mind. There is no limit on his will to teach because he was created by unlimited will in order to teach. Knowing his function perfectly, he wills to fulfill it perfectly because that is his joy and yours. Friend. For the Holy Encounter, paragraph 16. Glory be to God in the highest and to you, because he has so willed it. Ask and it shall be given you, because it has already been given. Ask for light and learn that you are light. If you want understanding and enlightenment, you will learn it, because your will to learn it is your decision to listen to the teacher who knows of light and can therefore teach it to you. There is no limit on your learning because there is no limit on your mind. There is no limit on his will to teach because he was created by unlimited will in order to teach. Knowing his function perfectly, he wills to fulfill it perfectly because that is his joy and yours. 17. To fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. When this is accomplished then, there is no other experience. Yet the wish for other experience will block its accomplishment because God's will cannot be forced upon you, being an experience of total willingness. The Holy Spirit knows how to teach this, but you do not. That is why you need him and why God gave him to you. Only his teaching will release your will to God's, uniting it with his power and glory and establishing them as yours. You share them as God shares them, because this is the natural outcome of their being. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Marie? Oh, 
That was a nice sigh, whoever gave it. Um, okay, let's see. 17. To fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known. Because it's because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. When this is accomplished, then, there is no other experience. Yet the wish for other experience will block its accomplishment, because God's will cannot be forced upon you, being an experience of total willingness. The Holy Spirit knows how to teach this, but you do not. That is why you need him, and why God gave him to you. Only his teaching will release your will to God's, uniting it with his power and glory, and establishing them as yours. You share them as God shares them, because this is the natural outcome of their being. 18. The will of of The will of Father and of the Son are one together by their extension. Their extension is the result of their oneness, holding their unity together by extending their joint will. This is a perfect creation by the perfectly created in union with perfect creator. The Father must give fatherhood to his Son because his own fatherhood must be extended outward. You who belong in God have the holy function of extending his fatherhood by placing no limits upon it. Let the Holy Spirit teach you how to do this, for you will know what it means of God himself. Uh, thank you, Robin Marie. And Lori. Paragraph 18. The will of Father and of the Son are one together by their extension. Their extension is the result of their oneness, holding their unity together by extending their joint will. This is perfect creation by the perfectly created in union with the perfect creator. The father must give fatherhood to his son because his own fatherhood must be extended outward. You who belong in God have the holy function of extending his fatherhood by placing no limits upon it. Let the Holy Spirit teach you how to do this, for you will know what it means of God himself. Oh boy. 19. When you meet anyone... Remember, it is a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. And as you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose sight of yourself. Whenever two sons of God meet, they are given another chance at salvation. Do not leave anyone without giving salvation to him and receiving it yourself, for I am always there with you in remembrance of you.
Thank you, Lori. And Karen. 19. When you meet anyone, remember it is a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose sight of yourself. Whenever two sons of God meet, they are given another chance at salvation. Do not leave anyone without giving salvation to him and receiving it yourself. For I am always there with you in remembrance of you. 20. The goal of the curriculum, regardless of the teacher you choose, is know thyself. There is nothing else to learn. Everyone is looking for himself and for the power and glory he thinks he has lost. Whenever you are with anyone, you have another opportunity to find them. Your power and glory are in him because they are yours. The the ego tries to find them in yourself because it does not know where to look. The Holy Spirit teaches you that if you look only at yourself, you cannot find yourself because that is not what you are. Well, thank you, Karen. And is there a a new reader for 20 and 21? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. The goal of the curriculum, regardless of the teacher you choose, is know thyself. There is nothing else to learn. Everyone is looking for himself and for the power and glory he thinks he has lost. Whenever you are with anyone, you have another opportunity to find them. Your power and glory are in him because they are yours. The ego tries to find them in yourself because it does not know where to look. The Holy Spirit teaches you that if you look only at yourself, you cannot find yourself because that is not where you are. Whenever you are with a brother, you are learning what you are because you are teaching what you are. He will respond either with pain or with joy depending on which teacher you are following. He will be imprisoned or released according to your decision and so will you. Never forget your responsibility to him because it is your responsibility to yourself. Give him his place in the kingdom and you will have yours. The kingdom cannot be found alone and you who are the kingdom cannot find yourself alone. Thank you, Sandra. And it's is there another new reader for 21 and 22? Good morning, Charles is here. Read oh, Please do, Charles. 21. 
When you are with a brother, you are learning what you are because you are teaching what you are. He will respond either with pain or with joy, depending on which teacher you are following. He will be imprisoned or released, according to your decision, and so will you. Never forget your responsibility to him, because it is your responsibility to yourself. Give him his place in the kingdom, and you will have yours. For the kingdom cannot be found alone. And you who are the kingdom cannot find yourself alone, yourselves alone. 22. To achieve, to achieve the goal of the curriculum, then, you cannot listen to the ego. It's the purpose, its purpose is to defeat its own goal. The ego does not know this because it does not know anything. But you can know this, and you will know it if you are willing to look at what the ego has made of you. This is your responsibility. Because once you have really done this, you will accept the atonement for yourself. What other choice could you make? Having made this choice, you will begin to learn and understand why you believe that when you met someone else, you had thought he was someone else. In every holy encounter in which you enter fully will teach you this is not so. Amen. Thank you, Charles. And is there another new reader for 22 and 23? Yes, Lemoyne, I'd love to do this. This is so good. 22 and 23. Mm -hmm. To achieve the goal of the curriculum, then, you cannot listen to the ego. Its purpose is to defeat its own goal. The ego does not know this because it does not know anything. But you can know this, and you will know it if you are willing to look at what the ego has made of you. This is your responsibility because once you have really done this, you will accept the atonement for yourself. What other choice could you make? Having made this choice, you will begin to learn and understand why you have believed that when you met someone else, you had thought that he was someone else. And every holy encounter in which you enter fully will teach you this is not so. You can encounter only part of yourself because you are a part of God. Who is everything? His power and glory are everywhere. And you cannot be excluded from them. The ego teaches that your strength is in you alone. The Holy Spirit teaches that all strength is in God, and therefore 
in you. God wills no one suffer. He does not will anyone to suffer for a wrong decision, including you. That is why he has given you the means for undoing it. Through his power and glory, all your wrong decisions are undone, completely releasing you and your brothers from every imprisoning thought any part of the sonship has accepted. A scream, a soft scream was joy. <laughs> wrong decisions have no power because they are not true. The imprisonment which they seem to produce is no more true than they are. Awesome, God. Thank you. Well, thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 23 and 24? I'll read it. Okay, please do, Harrison. 23. You can encounter only part of yourself because you are part of God who is everything. His power and glory are everywhere. And you cannot be excluded from them. The ego teaches that your strength is in you alone. The Holy Spirit teaches that all strength is in God and therefore in you. God wills no one suffer. He does not will anyone to suffer for a wrong decision, including you. That is why he has given you the means for undoing it. Through his power and glory, all your wrong decisions are undone, completely releasing you and your brothers from every imprisoning thought any part of the subject has accepted. Wrong decisions have no power because they are not true. The imprisonment which they seem to produce is no more true than they are. Power and glory belong to God alone. That's worth repeating. Power and glory belong to God alone. So do you. God gives whatever belongs to him 
because he gives of himself. God gives whatever belongs to him because he gives of himself and everything belongs to him. Giving of yourself is the function he gave you. Fulfilling it perfectly will teach you what you have of him. And this will teach you what you are in him. You cannot be powerless to do this because this is your power. Glory is God's gift to you because that is what he is. See this glory. See this glory everywhere to learn what you are. Wow. Thank you, Harrison. And uh, finally, is there another new reader for 24? Another new reader? Okay, back to you, Fran. 24. Power and glory belong to God alone. So do you. God gives whatever belongs to him because he gives of himself. And everything belongs to him. Giving of yourself is the function he gave you. Fulfilling it perfectly will teach you what you have of him. And this will teach you what you are in him. You cannot be powerless to do this because this is your power. Glory is God's gift to you because that is what he is. See this glory everywhere to learn what you are. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, <laughs> one of those one of those sections where I just feel the attempt to summarize turning into reading it again. Um. <clears throat> So to slow me down and to get the <laughs> get the main part in here more than once, um, I want to I want to crowdsource it a little bit. Robin Marie, would you read twenty four again? Yes, I will. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you. <clears throat> Power and glory belong to God alone. So do you. God gives whatever belongs to him because he gives of himself and everything belongs to him. Giving of yourself is the function he gave you. 
Fulfilling it perfectly will teach you what you have of him, and this will teach you what you are in him. You cannot be powerless to do this, because this is your power. Glory is God's gift to you, because that is what he is. See this glory everywhere to learn what you are. Thank you, Robin Marie. So to uh, recap or summarize this section four, the holy encounter. Glory be to God in the highest and to you because he has so willed it. Ask and it shall be given you because it has already been given. Ask for light and learn that you are light. If you want understanding and enlightenment, you will learn it because your will to learn it is your decision to listen to the teacher who knows of light and can therefore teach it to you. There's no limit on your learning because there is no limit on your mind. To fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. When this is accomplished then, there is no other experience. The Holy Spirit knows how to teach this, but you do not. This is why you need him and why God gave him to you. Only his teaching will release your will to God, uniting it with his power and glory and establishing them as yours. You share them as God shares them because this is the natural outcome of their being. The will, and the, the will of the Father and of the Son are one together by their extension. Their extension is the result of their oneness. This is perfect creation by the perfectly created in union with the perfect cre- creator. 19. When you meet anyone, remember it is a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose sight of yourself. Whenever two sons of God meet, they are given another chance at salvation. Do not leave anyone without giving salvation to him and receiving it yourself. For Christ is always there with you in remembrance of you. 
20, the goal of the curriculum, regardless of the teacher you choose, is know thyself. There is nothing else to learn. Everyone is looking for himself and for the power and glory he thinks he has lost. Your power and glory are in him because they are yours. The ego tries to find them in yourself because it does not know where to look. The Holy Spirit teaches you that if you look only at yourself, you cannot find yourself because alone is not what you are. Whenever you are with a brother, you are learning what you are because you are teaching what you are. You will respond either with pain or with joy, depending on which teacher you are following. He will be, impre- he will be imprisoned or released according to your decision, and so will you. Never forget your responsibility to him because it is your responsibility to yourself. Give him his place in the kingdom, and you will have yours. The kingdom cannot be found alone, and you who are the kingdom cannot find yourselves alone. To achieve the goal of the curriculum, then, you cannot listen to the ego. Its purpose is to defeat its own goal. You can know this, and you will know it if you are willing to look at what the ego has made of you. This is your responsibility, because once you have really done this, you will accept the atonement for yourself. What other choice could you make? You can encounter only part of yourself because you are part of God who is everything. His power and glory are everywhere and you cannot be excluded from them. The Holy Spirit teaches that all strength is in God and therefore in you. God wills no one suffer. He does not will anyone to suffer for a wrong decision, including you. Through his power and glory, all your wrong decisions are undone, completely releasing you and your brothers from every imprisoning thought any part of the sonship has accepted. The imprisonment which wrong decisions seem to produce is no more true than they are. Back to 24. Power and glory belong to God alone. So do you. God gives whatever belongs to him because he gives of himself. And everything belongs to him. Giving of yourself, giving of yourself is the function he gave you. Fulfilling it perfectly will teach you what you have of him. And this will teach you what you are in him. 
You cannot be powerless to do this because this is your power. Glory is God's gift to you because that is what he is. See this glory everywhere to learn what you are. felt a little bit like too many words, but uh, definitely another section on the simplicity of salvation. And uh, thank you, Lemoyne. Yeah, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Lemoyne. That was a really good section. Mm-hmm. Joining the court. Thank you, Lemoyne. The choir sings of your love. Thank you. Glorious choir it is. All righty. Um, well, we are right there against the top of the hour, so I'll hand it over to you, friend, for a recap of our lesson for the day. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook and on the second review, and today we're on Lesson 89, which is a review of Lesson 77 and 78. So I shall read some, a little something from uh, the introduction to the review. Regard these practice periods as dedications to the way, the truth, and the life. Refuse to be sidetracked into detours, illusions, and thoughts of death. You are dedicated to salvation. Be determined each day not to leave your function unfulfilled. Reaffirm your determination in the shorter practice periods as well. We'll go over to the lessons. Lesson 89, review of Lesson 77, I am entitled to miracles. I am entitled to miracles because I am under no laws but God's. His laws release me from all grievances, and replace them with miracles. And I would accept the miracles in place of the grievances. You might use these suggestions for specific applications of this idea. Behind this is a miracle to which I am entitled. Let me not hold agreements against you, name, but offer you the miracle that belongs to you instead. Seen truly this offers me a miracle. And review of Lesson 78. Let miracles replace all grievances. By this do I unite my will with the Holy Spirit and perceive them as one. By this idea do I accept my release from hell. By this idea do I express my willingness to have all my illusions be replaced with truth. 
Useful, specific forms for applying this idea would be, I would not hold this grievance apart from my salvation. Let our grievances be replaced by miracles. Name. Beyond this is the miracle by which all my grievances are replaced. We'll take a moment and reflect on these. Lesson 77, I am entitled to miracles. And lesson 78, let miracles replace all grievances. I am entitled to miracles because I am under no laws but God's. Lesson 77, I am entitled to miracles. Lesson 78, let miracles replace all grievances. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. This is Yogi Chris. Just being a loving expression within me as I listen. Welcome, Chris. Morning, Chris. Welcome. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Yogi Chris. Mm-hmm. This is Lori. And um, there's something so powerful about hearing the same words that I read with my eyes spoken by a voice. And Fran, while you were reading these two lesson titles, I'm entitled to miracles and let grievances replace all miracles. I was reminded that um, every lesson after lesson 100 is given in iambic pentameter, a perfect continuous poem. But lesson 78, standing away from the background of the others because it's the first the first one given in iambic pentameter before lesson 100. Um, just hearing you say it, I could hear the power in the words. And I think that was um, 
It feels to me as though that were part of the intention when he gave the lesson and singled it out for that special treatment. It calls me um, to pay attention, to commit it to my heart, and to remember that miracles are thoughts and grievances are thoughts. And both of them have the power to render an outcome of my choosing. And when I choose forgiveness, I choose the only possible outcome that can lead me to reality. Miracles are thoughts. And so are grievances. And grievances will lead me away from myself and away from reality. Um, just hearing you say it, I could hear the poetry and, and the call within it. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for that. Thanks for the reminder. I forgot about Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Yes. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Laurie. I love that. I, I just Concept. like to add to breast, Laurie. Just add, add, add to what Laurie was just saying there. Sometimes we don't realize the distance and travels of our voices and how they affect those who hear that sweet melody that rings so deeply from within your voice. And that love for what you share is the love for what we hear. And I truly am enjoying this sharing of a deep love that we have for one another and for all who come into our midst. And I thank you, Lori, for pointing out that love that you felt radiate through her voice into your heart and to really emphasize the idea that voices are heard in the sonship equally and those voices left out all voices are equally shared and equally loved. Thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Charles. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Very profound thank and loving Charles. feedback. How, you know, how else could, could we learn? that our hearts have eyes and our ears our hearts have ears and and uh, there's just no other way to learn it um than to hear and, and share with each other i'm just so profoundly grateful thank you amen thank you yes thank you Lori. thank you charles thank you Thank all of you for being my friends. That means a lot to me. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. You mean a lot to us. Yes, thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, last night before I went to sleep, I was thinking about all the laws of the world and that I am under no laws but God's. And um, 
you know, I was thinking of money, and I'm under no laws about science, and I'm under, you know, and I went through this list. But when I woke up this morning and I asked um, for a message, which was in paragraph four of the, or three of the introduction to the lesson review, I heard um, the laws of God are two laws that really mean something to me. One is the law of love, which is the whatever you give, you have more of, right? The more I give love, the more love I have. Um, and the other was the law of karma. And I thought about the law of karma last night as a threat, and I was feeling fearful. Like, oh, I've done all these things that are going to affect my health and my body, blah, blah, blah. And today it was very clear the correction was the law of karma is this. Um, God is the cause and I am the effect. Love is the cause and love is the effect. I am love. And that's the law of karma. The truth is that God love, and that's the law. I am under no laws, of, but God's. That's the law that entitles me to miracles. The truth of what I am, whether you would say God is light and I am light because I'm an effect of or I'm an extension of the cause, which is God. So then I was meditating on let miracles replace all grievances. And I was thinking of this strange thing that happens in my ego mind, which, which is I don't like someone. There's no reason, no rhyme or reason. They haven't done anything to me. It's just like this aversion. And I don't know what to do because it's got this emotional energy. It's very charged, but it isn't real. And I know it isn't real, and I keep offering it to the Holy Spirit. So today I was thinking let miracles replace all grievances. This energy that I'm feeling is a grievance and it isn't real. And then I felt very strongly. I thought, this is like um, in the Holocaust, you know, uh, the Nazis were blaming the Jews for something they hated, you know, whatever it was. It wasn't um, real. It didn't have anything to do with the people that were being blamed for this. And then it occurred to me that I have this very deep self-hatred. It's self-hatred that I want to get rid of, and I want to blame it on somebody else. And this is, of course, all ego mind. This is not real. This is not real. This is all the ego's craziness and all the lies and stories and narratives, blah, 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 that it created. Um, But it really stems from self-hatred, there's something in me that's angry, something in me that's hateful, and it wants to, it wants to express itself to get rid of it by blaming it on the world. And then underneath that felt, the miracle is that none of that was real because I am under no laws but God's, and I am in effect love, and everything big illusion that that it was never my identity. I don't know. Somebody's not muted, but so be it. Um, Anyway, thank you. That was 
Thank you for letting me share that. I'm complete. That was astounding. <laughs> that was yeah. just beautiful, Karen. Thank you. Oh, so lovely, thank Karen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Karen. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Karen. I love how you apply the principles of the course. Please excuse me. I was not muted, and I was taking a picture to send to my daughter. Sorry, but I I love all of you. <laughs> No worries. Cheers. Happens to all of us. <laughs> we'll send our hearts heart smiles along with the picture. Yes, that is definitely what is happening. I just am so thankful that I can send out the love that I'm feeling to the few people that I um, that are continually connected to me, although we are connected, all of us, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Amen. Spreading the love. I love it. Thank you. Hi, this is Yogi Chris. Um, really appreciate the lesson, how it was read, Lori said, and the feedback, and um, and loving expressions that I heard in Karen. It's already I'm immensely blessed, which fosters my bliss. I'm blessed because I'm blessed. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you knew that was coming, that joy. <laughs> um, Chris. Oh, I um, appreciate that we are entitled to loving and joyous expressions or miracle. I call miracles. I define miracles as that. I don't. I just don't want to say the word miracle. I I love saying loving and joyous expressions. And I appreciate that the Course helps us know that we are entitled to that um, because we're under, of course, God's laws. And I love the laws that Karen mentioned, especially the law of Dharma, cause and effect, and the reframe that I appreciate hearing that uh, we have the opportunity to have God release us from all grievances. Um, and I like to just mention, to me, grievances is um, ignorance, um, unconscious self-hatred, and attachments to the ego. And this could be replaced by, of course, God's loving expression, his abundance, his unlimitedness, 
and loving awareness. And that's what I define God as, loving awareness. Um, and how easily and effortlessly we could accept that this is our God's loving mind as us. That we could accept only what the laws of God entitles us to have, to be, to give, and receive. And we could be an, an example, an expression, a demonstration in behalf of that loving purpose of salvation. That our will could be in alignment, one with God's, and not be undivided, or not be divided, to be undivided. And, and, and express that oneness that God created us to be. I love the idea of being in inner ecstasy, inner euphoria, inner bliss, without the use of outside influences or chemicals. And just this lesson reminds me we could express our willingness to have these illusions, illusory ways of looking and its accompanying energy to be replaced with truth and stay in alignment with God's love that we were created to stay in. And, and we have, I believe we have the ability to be non-wavering as this lesson illustrates and clear on that, period. I, I love a friend of mine who wants to make t-shirts that says, Love, period. <laughs> I love that. Um, and, and, and to experience nirvana, heaven, and be in that light within our minds. And I appreciate how the, all the lessons, not just this one. Okay, so if you witness uh uh, false evidence energy appearing this is what you do and replace it with these loving words and I love the meta that's there because it says you know I could say may you let that grievance be replaced by loving expression and say the person's name the the loving friend's name uh, I had an opportunity to express that in a relationship that I have with a holy loved one. Um, this loved one was sharing something that he was in the process of undoing within his mind, and it involved my interaction with him. And of course, when it happens, when it happened, one of the ways I mend something, not just in my mind, but with the other person and say, you know, I, I'm responsible for this part of that and I apologize and please forgive me. The next time I will do this. 
and thank you for forgiving me. And I will make that effort because I value my loved one's relationship. And the loved one was expressing the process. And what I witnessed is the triggering, the arising of a challenge that I had, an opportunity in a previous relationship behind that one, where I used to do that, and the other person, the other loved one would, in her, his or her process, would show me that that I did again and again. And I saw at that time, and I'm seeing that for me, forgiveness has to be without expectations. No expectations, no disappointment. Not as the, as the Heart Sutra would say. I think it was the Heart Sutra. Non-attachment to the fruit of extending love and forgiveness. If I extend love and forgiveness and see that a brother or sister is moving towards that or is not there yet, am I extending love without conditions? I'm complete. Excellent point. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Yubi, Chris. <laughs> I always like uh, when we extend love without conditions. Um, I, lo- I love to uh, think of the unconditional love of God and how it's going to show up for us somewhere else. It's going to show up, you know, in a sunrise or in a friend's smile or it, it never, it never comes back void. Giving is receiving. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Robert Marie. Uh, thank you, Robert Marie. Great loving point. Thank you. Good morning, this is Sandra. And I just love these two lessons. I am entitled to miracles just because, just because of who I am in relationship to my creator. I don't have to earn them. I don't have to be a good little girl. I don't have to be perfect and never make mistakes. It's just telling me I'm entitled to miracles. And God knows that I'm going to have grievances. My creator, well, well, the Holy Spirit knows that. I guess my creator doesn't really 
isn't really involved in the egoic paradigm. So, so the Holy Spirit knows that. So, it's, so they're saying, you know, it's just it's telling me, I'm going to have grievances. Otherwise, it wouldn't have even brought this up. And it's saying that I can ask Holy Spirit, my Holy Spirit, my higher mind, to let miracles replace grievances. And the miracle is me remembering who I am and me remembering unity in all things, that all things are connected. They're happening for my highest and best. I don't always understand them, which is where the grievance comes in. But I can affirm that I'm entitled to miracles and that I can replace this grievance with a miracle. So I I just, I think this is just the best thing that ever happened. I'm complete, to me anyway. Oh, for sure. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't it it wonderful to know that even though we have a grievance against another, we can go with the Holy Spirit and say, I'm going to have a hard time letting this go, but I'm open for a miracle. I'm open to experience a miracle with this one that I'm holding the grievance against. And have that undone is who we walk into the presence of the other person. What we thought we thought was true, the Holy Spirit showed us that was just something we imagined that was not true, that we share with another. Because grievances can't be shared. And yet we try to hide them from ourselves and from the Holy Spirit's correction. I appreciate the idea of bringing our grievances to light for the Holy Spirit to undo them for us. Because while we keep them hidden, we keep the correction hidden as well. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Well, that's the practice right there. Thank you. Hi, Karen. I kind of wanted to just add, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think. Remember yesterday we were talking about unwinding things. And yes, I know it's all an illusion, um, this identification. But it's an interpretation based on um, a false, a false interpretation of what was happening based on a false identity of who I am. But it's also, it's like a story that was solidified in memory by being retold unconsciously to myself all my life. And the Course teaches us that these past reference points with this false self-identity, these false beliefs, are the cause or they're the source of all of these projections that are not true. You know, the um, shadow figures and the false witnesses, that, that energy that keeps repeating itself again and again in, um, in the ego world is, 
is because of a false story at the at the beginning like there was this false interpretation the ego made up a, a falsehood and then it you know it ground it or carved it in stone and so on the level of forgiveness you know they say that in, in cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive therapy it's core beliefs what is the core belief right the core belief is that you are this person first of all that made up this story that you think that happened to you which wasn't even necessarily truly what happened to you it was strictly an interpretation of what happened to you based on being a child perhaps a very ignorant interpretation not based on truth at all but at the very very core it isn't even who you really are i mean and what does that mean that all of these emotional energies are that that if you look at them really look at them what are they a hallucination which we were reading about yesterday isn't that what we what what we went over and over yesterday and that if the course can really sink in to my my awareness of who i am today's lesson is i'm i'm my brother that's what i am that's what i am i'm not this person that's behind these eyes but I'm the person who's in front of me. That's what I the course is telling me today. I'm complete. Thank you for letting me try to sort that out a little more clearly. Thank you. Oh, that was beautiful work, Karen. Just beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Karen. I think what I'm trying to say is I can't just superficially say, "Oh, it's an illusion." Because it's so deep inside of me that I have to convince myself somehow. And I know I'm not doing it, but the Holy Spirit is doing it through the course, which is why everything is repeated a thousand times. I'm not, you know, over and over, "Who am I? What am I?" I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It goes a little deeper every time. Beautiful. Yes. Very symphonic and repetitive. <laughs> I, you know, that reminded me, of, there's a lesson of uh, love, honor, and respect to none other than Satan uh, in the Bible where... Uh, there was a dispute over the body of Moses between, uh, I think it was Michael the archangel and and Satan. And um, the Bible says, and the angels brought no railing accusations against Satan. And they just said, the Lord rebuked thee. And that's, that was a lesson that we don't, sorry, I'm out of breath. Upstairs. We see those outside of ourselves people as only God creation, God's creation, just like we are God's creation. And whatever we see in them, whatever they do to us, 
we don't bring those railing accusations against them, though. We must still find a way to see them as who they are, God's creation, and find the love and forgiveness for sin out of respect for who they are also in the creation. So that came to me as the young lady was speaking. Um, so I just pray God give me that ability to love with his love and not, not, the, not the ego's love. Thank you. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you for bringing Thank that. you. I'd like to Thank share you. a story. I'd like to share a story concerning that that happened to me once. And I love where you said the angels rebuked Satan. I had a, a friend, he was schizophrenic, and we were playing cards at the table. And he'd look at me, and he'd be very accusive to me, very... And I realized it's a story he's making up inside his head, because we are good friends. And I looked him in his eye, and I said, stop lying to yourself. You're better than this. And he looked at me, and he smiled. And I realized, he realized it was a story he was making up in his head. And he could not refuse, you know, the determination to be a friend with him that he felt that we shared. So it's just, it's when love comes and says stop, right? The heart hears that. When the no comes from the heart, the heart of those hear that. And I truly appreciate that when you talked about the archangels and stuff. When it comes from an authority are greater than the mind itself, it is truly heard. So thank you. Thank you, Charles. Uh, thank you, Charles. Yes, Charles, thank you. Thank, thank you for that. It reminded me of a story about a a young boy. Actually, this was a movie. Um, and his father had, uh, you know, abused him as a child and made him believe he was a misfit and um, he could not excel in life. From a very early child, this young boy believed that. And after his father died, could not bring himself out of that belief uh, to where he, he thought that he was supposed to die, just die in his soul, die in his, in his mind. But it, it was not true. It was not real at all. It was what was put in his mind. It was what he was told that he had to be. And he had this, this great allegiance to the lie because it came from his father. And so I saw that as so many mental illnesses are based on that. It's, it's, it's not real at all, but it got somehow implanted in the mind to make the person think that it's real. And so we battle out of that. It's a fight 
out of that long, long belief. Just thank you for your story. Well, thank you for your share. Beautifully said. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for saying that, that you get it. And, you know, it's kind of what I was trying to say, too. Thank you. Don't we as children make mountains out of molehills? And sometimes those mountains come to us in parents and seeing people we trust. And we keep it secret held within us that we believe we did something wrong and it's our fault they were behaving the way they did. And so we hold ourselves responsible for the family. And it really eats away inside us. So I thank you for bringing that out about the father and how he treated the child. Because his father was also, had a life where he had to deal probably with the same stuff himself too, his own lives inside his own head. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Charles. This is Chris, Yogi Chris. I just want to mention that I have a strong belief that there's no level of difficulties in seeing something in a loving way. And for me, that includes, and please understand that I'm not, my loving intent is to just prove the strength of the Holy Spirit and God's light There's no level of difficulties in seeing in a loving way, no matter how long it's been conditioned in the mind. Even past incarnations, you could, someone, the level of difficulty could come in that form too. And I love what Rob Williams shares about a quote-unquote conditioned way of looking or memory. He says it's just a photon of a horizontal light. A photon is a very small light, but the vertical, powerful light of the present moment, the holy instant, far, far, supersedes that photon, horizontal photon of light. I just need to say that. I'm complete. Maybe I need to hear that. Because as I Mm. listen, I want to just mention the power of God's transformative light and transmutation and his powerful light, vertical light axis in the present moment and how the senses, not the conditioned senses, the conditioned skin sense, taste sense, hearing sense, seeing sense, all that could be used in the holy instant and used in a way to be hypersensitive 
to when the ego's in the mind. That's a beautiful thing. Because if I'm, all my instincts, all my senses are acute in this present moment, there's no way that a, 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 an old sense, a past sense, could overcome that. I'm complete. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I really appreciated your focus on the present moment, this is Sandra, because um, I was listening to somebody talk yesterday and they were, they mentioned to die to the past and die to the future. Well, and it, it was very powerful to me because it, it, it just put the attention on the present moment. And in this present moment, all my needs are met. Uh, if I go beyond this particular circle and I start looking at, you know, a bigger circle, <laughs> which includes past and includes future, past mistakes, future expectations, I can't get there. I just can't get there. There's too much stuff. There's too many unknowns in that. The only thing I can, the only place I can get to is this present moment. That's the only true reality. And in this present moment, all my needs are met. And I am so grateful. I'm complete. Ah, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Ida. Forgive me for not sharing or expressing any gratitude in the last little while. I've been eating breakfast here at quarter to eight in the morning here for me. Um, but I do have gratitude for all the shares. I'm lovely and heartfelt and um, lovely and heartfelt. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And, uh, gosh, the pairing of these two lessons with this reading today is so powerful. 
I'm entitled to miracles and let miracles replace all grievances. Um, <laughs> those two lessons are like um, the tool whereby I can make a speedy and beautiful exit from the ego thought system to the thought system of truth because they cancel out uh, all the interference of um, material I've placed between my mind and truth. That's a pretty good definition of a miracle, almost mathematical, um, like solving an algebraic equation. When you when you cancel out the interference, all you have left is the truth. And um, I had a friend once uh, that was going through a really big challenge, and and in discussing discussing the challenge, it, it struck me that um, the easiest way to navigate the challenge would be to find every mistaken idea and flip it because it turns out the ego has everything upside down and backwards in the same way the body's eyes take an image you know images that our body's eyes see are actually uh, projected on the retina upside down but the mind just learned to turn them right side up again in the same way the thought system of truth, the Holy Spirit, the teacher in my mind can help me, show me, teach me, guide me in how to make those flips. Everything the ego sees, Karen, you're so right, is a story. It's a fiction I write based on the themes in my life. And um, the universe is kind, actually. It turns out that that every theme in my life is a puzzle that I came here to solve um, and I need to find the way to flip my upside down and backwards impressions of what I've placed between my mind and the truth the miracle is the flip that occurs after I withdraw my mistaken perception between me and whatever it is when I withdraw it, it's gone because it was never really there in the first place. It was a distortion based on the story I tell myself. The story that through various issues I've been conditioned to believe is the truth. But those very stories are the ones that that are my means of grace. That's what they are. These are my means of grace to help me move my mind out of the ego thought system to the thought system of truth and the teacher in my mind will show me how to make these flips oh oh I saw this where I could have seen that that's a pretty good pretty good um, description of, of how Christ's vision operates in the same way the ego presents everything upside down and backwards Christ's vision flips for me this isn't something I do on my own it's something I'm willing to have done for me 
when I'm willing to withdraw, just withdraw what I've placed through my story between me and the truth. The consequence of that, um, the outcome of that, is I find myself, he calls it in the real world, the world where my forgiveness has lit up that which could really be seen and known and fully experienced. That's the love of God. That All of that happens as a consequence of just simple willingness. In the meantime, when I take my practice, you know, people, are we are each other's gifts. You know, I had a friend, I have a friend um, who's a little bit older than me. Here's a really simple illustration of how this works. Um, and we were talking about, you know, we're both fighting the effects of time on body. And and um, with my back trouble, you know, I've got a certain thing I do. And, and you know, I work at it kind of hard. And, and um, so anyway, we were talking about this together. And, and my friend, who's a little bit older than me, said, well, if you can do that, then I can do that. And, you know, here's something that was a cast-off comment I said. Well, you know, I don't think we want to compare goals because you have a few years on me. And, you know, I want you to be careful. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> it's just, just, you know, just a comment. My friend, my friend took that as something uh, of an, I need to be afraid. Oh my God, I'm older. I need to be afraid. Now, here's what happens in this kind of an interaction and, and how the gift is embedded in it. I discovered to my great delight. My friend said, you trigger me so badly I can't talk to you. And so I won't be talking to you for until I get this worked out. Now, old Lori would have, you know, climbed all over herself thinking, oh my God, what a, what a senseless comment I should have been thinking. And, and you know, for shame on me encouraging my friend to be afraid, you know. And and for a moment, I had those thoughts. And then Holy Spirit in my mind said, wait now, wait now. This is a gift to both of us because I need to learn that I'm not responsible for how someone else is working out their problems. I'm God's means in this situation. And when this is resolved, I know, I know because of my practice, I know that this is going to be a blessing for both of us. And sure enough, sure enough, just yesterday, I talked to my friend, and she said, you know, and I said the same thing. Sometimes it seems like the menu is fried tripe, <laughs> which is the worst thing I could think of on a menu. And it turns out that that very thing is what I needed on the menu so that I could learn that I'm blessed when any problem is solved by anyone. I'm blessed. And when the problem is solved by anyone, they're blessed. And the consequence of that is a miracle. Two minds realize their oneness and are glad. And that's how, over time, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying it took me a long time, I'm a slow learner, 
it, it took me a long time to realize that um, what he means when he says two minds realize their oneness and are glad and healing runs lightly through remember that yesterday healing runs lightly through the sonship is a consequence of every time I allow my mind to be shifted out of the story into truth I'm building a castle in my mind it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing and in that castle everyone's welcome I learned that by realizing everything I used to think was a transaction is really an expression of relationship how it looks on the outside pride tripe is not how it really is and I have to have those dishes of fried tripe to make the leap that's how that's how I understand ultimately that whenever I see him I will see myself however I think of him I'll think of myself however I treat him I will treat myself in him is my salvation my brother is my gift to me even and especially when it looks like fried tripe <laughs> and I hope that that's helpful because it's how I moved from experiencing life as a transaction where I give to get something to a relationship where something comes alive between us something far beyond far beyond anything that I could ever imagine I think that's what he means by saying we put no limits on God and um, it's 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 an adventure it's an adventure living like this um it, and all it takes is teach me show me help me lead me guide me my mind can only serve and I ultimately always choose between holiness or the ego thought system those are the only two choices available and of those two only one is truth ultimately the little interferers the little triggers the triggers I give the triggers I receive are my way out and then I I understand what he means when he says in lesson 298 I love you father and I love your son my gratitude permits my love to be accepted without fear there's no other way except through my brother and I'm complete thank you so much yeah that was great thank you so much thank you so much Thanks for sharing that story thank you Lori thank you Lori that was beautiful you know as you were speaking Lori I got in touch with something and in this book and this is a this was always challenging for me too because I, I just didn't understand why the crucifixion couldn't there be another example that, but I see it, it was an extreme example but that now I, I'm in I'm in Holy Spirit school I'm in school of how to be the Christ <laughs> that's the school this is what earth school is for 
So it's possible that I could have picked an extreme example for me to learn the truth about myself. Isn't that if if Jesus did it? Very possible that I could have done the same thing. So um, you know, the whole thing is for me. It's just about learning the curriculum, and and I'm co-creating it with God, and with all my brothers and sisters who have been part of my curriculum. So it's very possible that I just picked an extreme example. <laughs> the atonement. I'm complete. Absolutely. Absolutely well, thank perfect. You. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. So I was inspired at the same time. Sandra was inspired, too, about what you said, Lori. Thank you. And yes, what you said, we are all gifts to each other. And literally, um, in the reading of the text, when it says today, glory is your glory is your gift, I heard Lori, you, are my gift. And so I realized exactly, you know, what you were just talking about. And if I don't hear perfectly, I'm really happy because the Holy Spirit uses that to benefit me. And as you said, as I'm benefited, so is it. Did you fall away, Ida? Are we still on? Yes. Thanks for asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I think Ida's not. <laughs> yeah, I Check your phone. Dropped. She just, she just drops there right now. Yeah. So, Sometimes my phone does stuff. that, and I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Sandra, for your share before. That was amazing just now. And Ida, if you're back, we loved listening, and thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know why my phone just drops calls these days, or this, or this phone drops calls that I got just recently. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, everything is a gift. So, you know, I see beings in the apartment, right? I see beings in the, in the folds of a piece of clothing that's on the shelf. I see a face, or in the coat rack, I see someone... Uh, and I don't think that's an illness or a, in my uh, zest or my imagination or, or really that they're there in the uh, face and the shower curtain design, you know. And uh, yes, I'm getting more creative and more artistic and everything, but I also think that uh, all the different dimensions are really here and now because there's no other place they can actually be in reality other than here, as I said, and now. So at some point, we can, we start, can, and we do, and start getting in touch with that in different ways. And I think that's a way for me 
So I'm getting in touch with that, that my mind, even through my senses of seeing and hearing, is becoming more spiritualized. So I can spiritualize, so I can see the spiritual in my eyes and hear it in my ears. Again, thank you. Thanks, Ida. Ida, thank you. I thought I was the only one who saw <laughs> images in a whole lot of different places, but mostly in the uh, floor tiling. And um, I know at one time I, I really wondered how Michelangelo saw those angels in all that block of cement. And I don't know if I asked to see it, but I see it everywhere now. Then I thought, it must be my old age. But you know what? I kind of like it. Nobody else sees it, but I do. And now yet, yeah, now I know you do. <laughs> Thanks, Ida. Oh, sweet, cool. Pat. Well, this is Lemoyne. Thank you all. <laughs> Not a lot to add. I, I did finally, I did find the, uh, interestingly enough, the summary, good summary for today's reading. At the end of, uh, at the end of lesson, it's the end of lesson 78. And so, I'm just going to read a, read a few sentences from that. God thanks you for these quiet times today in which you lay aside your images and look upon the miracle of love the Holy Spirit showed you in their place. The world and heaven join in thanking you for not one thought of God, but must rejoice as you are saved and all the world with you. We will remember this throughout the day and take the role assigned to us as part of God's salvation plan and not our own. Temptation falls away when we allow each one we meet to save us and refuse to hide their light behind our grievances. To everyone you meet and to the ones you think of or remember from the past, allow the role of Savior to be given that you may share it with them. For you both and all the sightless ones as well, we pray, let miracles replace all grievances. Amen. Oh, what a perfect close. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Um, I want to invite you to share more if you want after you close the call, like more about the text reading if you want. Oh, it, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Uh, yeah. Thank you all. And this is just the close of the recording. 
Not the call. <laughs> like I did last week. Okay. Just going to turn off the recording and the call will continue for another, roughly another hour. A little less.